If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Jill. Hi, Colleen. Do you, did you happen to have a pet peeve when you were um, a, a classroom teacher? Did you have a pet peeve? Oh yeah. Tons of them. <laughs> okay. Give me one. The clicking, clicking pens. <laughs> when kids would just like click their pen and they don't hear it themselves, but I could hear it while I was teaching them. Ooh, they just needed a fidget. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is pre fidget. I can, I can picture my classroom. This was a pre pre um, fidget era. <laughs> so I, you know what, one of my pet peeves, well, I ask you that because I was curious if it was the same as mine. One of my pet peeves was actually, uh, this is going to sound terrible, but when kids would ask me over and over and over and over again, like, what are we doing? What's happening next? But like, I oh. just told you, in fact, I told you, and it's on the board and, um, like it would, it would drive me crazy. So I would have a really hard time repeating myself over and over again. I'd be like, go ask somebody else or look at the board or, you know, there, mm -hmm. there has to be another way you shouldn't mm -hmm. have to ask me every single day. So, um, the, the reason why I, I bring this up actually is because, there are a lot of things that happen in classrooms and schools today that people are like, oh, you know, it's because of the pandemic. And I'm <laughs> here to say, I'm going to make a bold statement uh -oh, here. Oh, gosh. I think we that disagree about what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I'm just anticipating. I don't even know. I haven't I even, even said, said it. it yet. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring it on. I'm ready. That's great, Jill. Okay, I'm ready. So Jill is. Jill has stated she is disagreeing with me, and now I don't I'm know going even to know say, yet. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so the pandemic is not to blame for everything. Okay, we can't. We have to stop blaming the pandemic for everything. And this whole thing about like kids are. Um, like suddenly we're noticing, we're noticing a whole lot of things, but the one thing I'm specifically <laughs> going to bring up today is about working memory. Okay. Um, okay. I think, okay. See, I somewhat disagree, but I, <laughs> I think when we dive into like working memory, I, I, I can't wait to learn from you right now, but there is so much that shifted at the pandemic that it probably be probably because it exposed things that have been broken for a long uh -huh. time, but yes. 
ignorance is bliss. And so when you look back pre pandemic, (laughs) like it looks rosy in my head. So, and I think every era has that, Ah, that pre-war or pre nine 11 (gasps) or pre whatever. So it's a nostalgic, um, illusion, you know, like back in my day or people who want to work backward into the church, you know, you, you just nostalgically look backward differently. And so this was like a, of this era, it's a pre and a post, and we haven't had too many of those. I mean, every generation gets one or two of them. So I think it's just a nostalgic backward look as we expose our deficiencies or how things are. So that's my opinion of that, but that's probably not where you're going anyway, but that's my opinion of this because there's plenty of things that were better pre-pandemic, but we also don't uh, remember it that way. Because we think about, oh, remember the good old days. And right yeah, now, totally. the good old days are pre-pandemic. However, there is so much data that tells us all of these things, mental health issues, um, students with disabilities, attention deficits, all of these things. There is plenty of data to tell us all of these things were prevalent before 2020. Mm-hmm. But I will say, can Wildly I just make one argument within that though? Like uh, in, okay, I'm going to put my mom hat on we pretty much didn't have screens in our household until the pandemic. Like we kind of did, but we didn't have like Mm -hmm. one screen per face. I mean, like it was like the amount of things. So now we have like screen addictions going on and it, and it didn't happen before the pandemic. It started in the pandemic. So, uh, you know, and I don't know, like my kids, like my son still can't tie his shoes very well because he missed part of kindergarten. Like I know there are things that are to blame from the pandemic, but not, I can't blame the actual sickness. I'm blaming how society (laughs) shifted in the, in that era and we didn't ship back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. <laughs> okay, so let's let's focus because we could really go off the rails. Sure. Okay, so let's talk about working memory. Yes, and please. the reason why um, this comes up is because it that's one of those things where you know it, it's a it's a matter of fact. I love facts and data, and the facts and the data tell us the um, a child's brain has never been developed. <laughs> In elementary school, the brain has, you know, developed at the same rate. Now, there are different things going on in the brain because of certain conditions, but a child's brain has never been developed. And so when we, um, when we get to talking about kids, like constantly asking, like, what's going on, or there are there are good practices in teaching such as putting your your daily schedule up on the board, putting up what is the objective for the day? What are we doing today? Write it up on the board. But there are two things that I have seen recently that are really helpful for kiddos that have either working memory issues, which is a lot of hmm. kids, a lot of kids um, for a variety of reasons. One, because their little brains aren't fully developed yet. And so executive functions are not all there and fully developed. Some kids are really gifted and and have really solid working memory, but there are a lot of kids who don't. And there are a lot of kids that also have auditory processing issues. So if we're always giving verbal directions and telling kids, you know, do this, do that, and they're not processing the words, how are the other ways? What are the visual cues that we can give to kids? Mm -hmm. So so let's let's just talk about that for a minute. I saw a teacher. Um, her name was Ashley Dutton. She's a second grade teacher at um, Santa Cruz Catholic School in Buda, Texas. I've talked about this school before. There's so many good things going on there. But Ashley Dutton was um, 
working with a small group of students at her teacher table and the other kids were working independently or in groups. And she uh, sat down, she put a, it was like a a paper hat on her head that she (laughs) had created and it was all decorated with her favorite things, which was awesome. Um, But she said, okay, can someone tell me what this hat means? And, you know, a student, you know, student raises his hand and says, um, that means that we can't interrupt you when you have the hat on. We can't come interrupt you. She's (laughs) like, okay, what could you do instead of interrupting me? I could go ask another student. Yes, that's correct. So I like that cue Mm -hmm. to remind students, because sometimes when you're in the middle of something and you're like, okay, I'm stuck. And these are second graders. I'm stuck. What am I going to do? I'm going to go ask the teacher. Right. So you get up and you walk up and I'm guilty of doing that when I was a kid. Like I remember Mm -hmm. doing that. You're just, you're in the middle of your thing. You go interrupt the teacher. Another thing, this is a new one to me and I have to credit it to Crystal Brooks, (laughs) my, my business partner. We were doing a um, scavenger hunt at a school. And when we do scavenger hunts at schools, we're looking for all kinds of different things that support um, good teaching, executive functions, mm-hmm. uh, flexible seating, yeah, you know, learning environments, mm-hmm. super fun, right? So she put on their classroom map. Unbeknownst to me, she like changed it up and put classroom map on there. And I was like, a teacher came up to me and goes, what's a classroom map? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, it says right here, classroom map. On the- I was like, Crystal, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, does this what's mean? a classroom so map? To, I don't know what that she is either. She had to tell us all. So this is something that she, that Crystal learned at an executive functions workshop mm-hmm. that you put a map in your classroom. And this is per- particularly for elementary school, okay. but where all of the supplies are. Oh, I like I that. I don't have a pencil today. I don't have my scissors. I don't have glue. Okay, you can refer to the map where you can see ah, where all of cute. the supplies are. I like are. that. Ah, I know. So, so it makes students resourceful and mm-hmm. it helps them with their um, develop their own executive functions so that they don't always have to go ask the teacher. So that is... Uh, <laughs> Those are two tips. So, okay, we did not get to talk in depth about executive functions today because we kind of went off the rails there at the beginning of the episode talking about the pandemic, but I don't think the listeners will mind, but that is the bell. So thanks so much for the energy boost. We do love exploring your ideas and affirming the efforts of teachers out in the field. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk more about great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.